I am Dr. Barbara Kiel, and some clients of mine prefer to call me Dr. Bibi. And to be honest, I quite like it. Welcome to my podcast. To be honest, a podcast that is born out of mental health efficacy. I believe in the power of intention, and my intention for this podcast is to educate whoever wishes to listen, and to make a paradigm shift in how we perceive mental illness. I also believe mental health education is key, and that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is to invest. In your own mental health. Let's face it, we all need to learn how our minds work, and have the skills to deal with life's ups and downs. And more importantly, let us strengthen our ability to better connect with and support each other. Strong, empathetic. Nurturing and caring relationships have the power to prevent everyday challenges from becoming more concerning issues like mental illness. The responsibility to renew focus on your own mental well-being begins now. Let us set the energy of this episode together. You may wish to put your hand on your heart. And close your eyes, unless you're driving or operating some kind of machinery. So take a deep breath in, and as you exhale, let your thoughts go. Let your worries go. Let any tension in your body go, and let your past go. Now take a moment to plug into the greater energy of the universe. Feel your heart, and imagine us all connected in a unified field of divine white light. And know that you are safe, all is well, and so it is. So take another deep breath in. And exhale out loud with a sigh. And when you are ready, slowly open your eyes. Welcome back to another episode of To Be Honest, and a warm welcome to our first-time listeners. Today, the topic is manipulation. From a psychological perspective. Manipulation can be defined as the deliberate and skillful use of tactics and strategies to influence or control others for personal gain or to achieve specific outcomes. Now, it involves subtly shaping or directing someone's thoughts, emotions, or behaviors in a way that serves the manipulator's interests. Often without the other person's full awareness or consent, 
Taylor Drawn, a licensed professional counselor and marriage and family therapist, explains that manipulation can be a very effective way to get what you want, but it can also be very dangerous. Why? She adds, if someone can manipulate you, they can control your actions and your thoughts. It is important to be aware of the signs of manipulation. So that you can protect yourself from this type of abuse. Unquote. Let's face it: as human beings, we are hardwired to be social, and that alone makes us vulnerable to manipulation because we want to belong, because we know deep down that survival is more likely if we are part of the tribe, i.e., a family. And if the tribe values us, we will have a better chance to survive. So gaining approval of the tribe seems tantamount to survival. Beyond that, some people have chronically low self-reliance, maybe an external locus of control, emotional dependency, or loneliness, which exacerbate the built-in programming to try to belong. So, my audience, with this reality,、uh, it makes us more vulnerable to being manipulated. And another reality is that most of us, unfortunately, did not experience healthy parenting or healthy childhoods. In addition, many have survived various sorts of trauma. And I'm sure you've heard me say many times they are our childhood wounds. And if unhealed, we carry them into our adulthood and into our relationships. I'm sure you also hear people say they are their baggages. So, with the leftover psychological effects of childhood wounds, unhealed wounds, may I add, and those wounds have covered our psychological bodies with what we call hot buttons. And what are some common hot buttons? Well, I have already mentioned a few earlier, such as low self-reliance, external locus of control, emotional dependency, sense of loneliness, and also the desire to please, love and relationship addictions, lack of assertiveness, fear of confrontation, low self-confidence, naivete, immature thinking. Weak discernment skills, lack critical thinking skills, and/or an unclear sense of identity. All right, my audience, I want you to be honest with yourself right now and to pick out one, if not more, of those hot buttons that I just mentioned. Yes, go ahead. Hit the pause button and write it down. If you don't remember, then、um, rewind back and pick one or two of those hot buttons that you know you are still carrying. All right. Now that you know what are some of your hot buttons that you are still carrying, I want you to examine them, each one of them, one by one, and ask yourself. If someone is to push one of those hot buttons of mine, what needs do you think can arise from them? Let's say you have identified the fear of confrontation, right? 
So answer that question. What are some of the needs that can arise from this button? Can it be peace at all costs, including at your own expense? And if your answer is yes, then temporarily you are already blinded by the need to, let's say, be well thought of, avoid certain shame, or because we fear consequences of taking a particular action, such as disagreeing with someone, right? Because you want to keep the peace at all costs. Then we become emotional and close-minded right there and then. And guess what? To you, the manipulator presents a relief option with such exquisite timing and in such a manner that, given the state you are in, you fail to see the big picture and the ulterior motives at work. Obviously, what do we do instead? Because we fear real-world consequences of failure. We continue to allow the manipulator to work on offering us a guarantee of an outcome. And what outcome may that be? It is a guaranteed outcome of sacrificing healthier choices and actions for lessening our anxiety and fear about getting things wrong and being rejected. Take note, my audience. Manipulation is a common phenomenon in human interactions. Sometimes people don't even realize they are manipulating, and individuals can employ manipulative tactics to varying degrees as well. And for those who know what they are doing, manipulative people often use common manipulation tactics, and I'm going to share them with you here. One extremely common one is emotional manipulation. To be honest, sad to say, some parents use this tactic with their children. So a person may use guilt, fear, or sympathy to manipulate someone into doing what they want. For example, a partner may constantly make their significant other feel guilty for spending time with friends to ensure they get exclusive attention from them. Or someone may say, "If it wasn't for me, you wouldn't have gotten through college. You owe me." Or, "I'm the one who is working all the time while you are spending time with friends. I deserve this expense." Or, if you can't come over, then I might as well not invite anyone else that night. There's no point then. Another common tactic is lying. People with manipulative tendencies often lie to try to control or coerce others, as well as avoid blame or consequences for their actions. For example, a teenager who's been told they are not allowed to hang out with a particular group might lie about their whereabouts, or they may lie to the other parent about being given permission to go out with their friends. Another tactic is gaslighting. Now, this manipulation tactic involves distorting or denying someone's perception of reality to make them doubt their own memory, judgment, or sanity. For example, when someone consistently denies saying or doing something, making the other person question their own recollection. 
Let's say a partner does not want to reveal that they purchased an expensive outfit. So when the significant other asks, "Oh, that's a nice outfit. Is that new?" They gaslight the significant other by replying, "Oh no, this is an old thing. I just have not been wearing it that often." Another manipulation tactic is flattery. Now, mind you, with this one, it can be hard to tell the difference between a compliment and flattery. A compliment is given to sincerely point out something positive with no expectation of gain. On the other hand, flattery is often used disingenuously as a tool to gain emotional leverage. With flattery, there's often an expectation of getting something in return. For instance, someone who wants a raise or a promotion might regularly praise their manager's strengths and accomplishments. Another tactic is persuasive techniques. We see this technique in marketing and sales. Let's say individuals often use persuasive techniques to influence consumer behavior. Right? This can include creating a sense of urgency. For example, call now to place an order. Only the first ten callers will enjoy a fifty percent discount. Another common manipulation tactic is manipulative charisma. Certain individuals possess charismatic traits that they use to manipulate others into following their lead. They may use charm, flattery, and charisma to gain trust and influence others' opinions or actions. Another common technique is projection. Now, projection happens when one person claims an emotion they are feeling, such as jealousy, is actually being experienced by someone else. For example, a person with manipulative techniques might cause tension and drama, but blame someone else for creating that dramatic energy. Maggie Holland, a licensed counselor in the state of Washington, she explains that projecting helps a person who manipulates in dodging responsibility for their actions and helps them avoid changing their behaviors. Another manipulation technique is moving the goalposts. Guess what? Sometimes, no matter how much you show up for someone who manipulates, they will change their expectations at the last minute to keep you constantly running toward their goalposts. So, my audience, someone who moves the goalposts can set you up for frustration and exhaustion. Why? Because you are never going to actually reach those goalposts, and even if you do, and your efforts and success won't be acknowledged by the manipulator. So believing in yourself is key. Recognizing your own needs and disengaging can be helpful for avoiding feelings of demoralization. That is also why it's important to understand your own personal values, goals, and standards to feel like you met your own expectations and not someone else's. Remind yourself that you are just a human being doing the best you can, and that is enough. Another tactic is triangulation. Triangulation can take many forms. What often happens when a third person is brought into your communication? 
instead of keeping the issue between the two people it impacts. For example, a manipulative person might involve your mother in a disagreement to take their side against you. Now, all of a sudden, you are disagreeing with two people, and the odds are not in your favor. In other words, there's always a victim, and the victim will bring in their alliance, and you're the villain. Again, triangulation often keeps manipulative people from having to take responsibility and may protect them from feeling like they have lost an argument. And the only way to stop triangulation is by setting healthy boundaries. Another manipulative tactic that is often used by narcissists is love bombing. Love bombing is manipulation through excessive attention, often showering you inappropriately with gifts, compliments, affection, and time. Well, of course, these things may be wonderful, which can be confusing. However, love bombing is when this feels enrapturing, takes all your attention, and is excessive. If you want to know more about this, please go back to the archive and have a listen to the seven or eight episodes that I did on narcissism. Last and not least, the next common manipulative tactic is online manipulation. Let's face it: in the digital age, manipulative techniques are frequently employed through social media platforms. So this can include creating fake personas, spreading misinformation, or utilizing persuasive tactics to gain followers or promote specific ideologies. So you see, my audience, while manipulation can be effective in achieving short-term goals, it can harm relationships, erode trust, and have negative psychological consequences for both the manipulator and the manipulated individual. So, building healthy and respectful communication skills is essential for maintaining positive and genuine connections with others. All right. Earlier on, I mentioned that some parents sometimes use manipulation with their children, and it is very unhealthy. Therefore, I've decided to shed some more light on this topic in the next episode. So whether you are a teenager or an adult, and you suspect that your parents are still manipulating you, please come back next week and learn some strategies to protect yourself. So thank you for listening. I appreciate you, my audience. Until next week, stay safe, learn heaps, and find the courage to be honest. Bye for now. You can find this podcast, to be honest, on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and my website, www.drbarbarakiao.com. D R B A R 
B A R A K I A O dot com.